Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So Josh just brought to my attention a few charts that completely blew my mind. And one of them in particular, I think, predicts when we could see a stock market crash. So let's start by going right into a chart of the 10-year treasury minus the three-month treasury. So this would be a yield curve. It's not the twos and tens that we usually look at it, but it but it would be the three month and 10 years. So you take the 10 year treasury yield, you subtract the three month. Therefore, if you have a negative number, that would mean the curve is inverted. So what is very important to recognize or to point out is this yield curve, because this is what we're going to be using in the rest of the charts that we're going to highlight throughout the rest of this video, we're going to dive into. They focus on the three month 10 year. So the three-month 10-year officially inverted in October of 2022. I'm actually going to write that down. So go ahead and write that down. Or for those of you with a good memory, October 2022. That is a key date. Now, let's go over to my email here. And this is the first chart that Josh sent me. And we're going to go to this guy's Twitter uh, it's because I want to give him credit here where credit is due. I don't know if he came up with these charts. He did them himself, but uh, they're they're mind-blowing. You guys are going to love this. So first, what he did is he looked at the path of continuing claims. So this is unemployment claims with the government after the 10-year and three-month inversion. And he goes T plus one, T plus two. So this would be number of months. And then he goes back and looks at the at specific recessions, 1969, 1973, 80, 89, 2000, 06, or actually not recessions happened then, but he's specifically talking about when the, the 10 month, excuse me, 10 year and three month inverted. Okay. So the blue, the dark blue line represents 1969. So in 69, when the three-month yield went over the 10-year yield, in other words, we had that inversion, you see what happened. The continuing claims, unemployment claims, peaked out at about 180. Now, this is just uh, an index. So it starts at 100. It's not implying it's 180,000 or anything like that. It just gives us kind of a reference from a specific starting point so we compare apples to apples. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the unemployment claims peaked out or continuing claims, I, I think there might be a slight difference there, but basically it's a, a way to measure the strength of the job market. So that peaks out, in other words, it's at its worst point, 18 months after the initial inversion of the curve. This was 1969. Now we go look at the orange line, which is 1973, pretty much the same thing, 18 months afterwards. And then it kind of varies, but look at this green line. This represents 2006, or in other words, the GFC. So the curve inverts in 2006, and continuing claims doesn't peak until 31 months afterwards. 31 months, almost three years. Wow. And then he points out when or where we are in the cycle right now. So we are June 2023, and this black line represents how far along we've gone since that initial inversion. And we are officially at eight months. 
At eight months? No. Because October, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, October 2022. Yeah, so roughly eight months. Okay, that makes sense. So what this tells us is, is the shortest was 2019, which makes a lot of sense because of all the government intervention. But what this tells us is it minus that government intervention, we won't see the job market get worse. I mean, probably looking here, I mean, roughly another two or three months. And then we, and we most likely won't see it peak out or hit the bottom, if you will, the job market for, I mean, maybe another 10 months, another year. And number one, that makes a lot of sense. Number two, it just shows you that, you know, we've been talking about the yield curve now for eight months, nine months. And the pushback I always get on Twitter or in the comments of this, these videos is, oh, George, you're warning about this for the last six months and nothing's happened. Therefore, you're wrong. Fear-mongering, fear-mongering. It's like, no, you idiot. These things don't happen immediately. What we're doing is, is, is it's just a warning sign that you've got some economic turbulence coming your way. And these cycles take time to play out. But if you don't know whether that turbulence is going to hit in six months or in two years, is it really smart to go out there and bet the farm right now? No. The whole point is whether it starts in six months or two years, right now you take a defensive stance. You start increasing your cash position because you don't know when this is going to play out, but you see those storm clouds forming over the horizon. You don't just bury your head in the sand and buy the NASDAQ and say, oh, George is just fear-mongering. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Now let's get on to, uh, see, we've got another chart. Oh, this is initial claims. So those were continuing claims, initial jobless claims. So it's, it's the exact same story. You see how the initial claims are starting to go up, but usually they don't peak for, I mean, 16 months. So they wouldn't peak for another eight months or so. Now let's move on to the chart that everyone has been waiting for. What happens to the S&P 500? Here we go. I mean, this, <laughs> and this is the chart I used in the thumbnail. And man, this is just, this is an incredible, incredible chart. I mean, Think about the amount of data that you can extract just from this one picture. It's really amazing. So let's go back and start, I guess, with 1969. 
and we see that the S&P 500 pretty much went straight down and then it bottomed out 18 months. So we'd have another 10 months, but it went straight down. And sometimes it goes straight down, but often like 89, 2006, see 89, 2006, 2019. So more recently, you see that when the curve inverts with the 10 year and the three month, the stock market, the S&P 500, usually goes up. If we look at the past, call it uh, three decades. But does it stay up? You guys know the answer to that. Look what happened in 2019. It, well, we got one more month <laughs> because it went nine months of up and then one month of just straight down. And I'm sure most of you remember 2020 in March. That's exactly what happened. And then we look at, let's look at 1989. I guess there is an exception there, the dot-com. It went pretty much straight down. But if we look at 1989, it uh, goes up, down, then up, kind of peaks out 13 months after the inversion. And again, keep in mind, we're at eight months right now. And then it just tanks and bottoms out 16 months. Then look at the GFC. Goes up, goes up, goes up. It keeps going up. 15 months over a year, over a year after the three month inverts with the 10 year, the stock market, the S and P was still going up prior to the GFC. Wow. That would, even if we're on pace with the GFC, we would still, we've still got seven months. Now, does that mean you should run out and buy stocks? (laughs) Oh, I sure as heck wouldn't. I can't give you any personal advice, but no way would I do it. I am very happy. I mean, especially when you look at this chart, the bottom line here is you just don't know when it's, when it's just going to plummet. You don't know when it's just going to completely fall out of bed. It's like that. You don't know when you're going to have that wily coyote moment. But what we, another thing that we can extract from this chart is you do know that that coyote moment is pretty much inevitable. Because every single time, uh, show me the time right here, going back to 1969, where you've had the inversion of the 10-year and the three-month, and the stock market didn't crash. Every, it did every single time. That's a pretty good track record. I guess you could argue maybe 1989 wasn't a crash, but boy, oh boy, the others sure were. I mean, even 1973 it went down, and I think it actually went down by even more than that, because I remember it went down by 50% in nominal terms. But then, let's get back to the GFC here. It peaks out 15 months after the inversion, and then it just plummets. Now, mind you, it doesn't go down all in a straight line. The market never does that. Why? Because the market is always going to hurt the maximum amount of investors. So just think about that. Think about the psychology back when the stock market is going up. I mean, they're saying the same thing. Oh, you fear mongers. You don't know what you're talking about. The, it's, why are you even looking at the inversion of the yield curve? Why are you even looking at these, uh, you know, so for futures? Or why are you looking at, uh, you know, we'll look at the, the, the Fed, the near-term forward spread. Why are you even looking at the Fed's number there? This is just all nonsense. Look at the unemployment rate is so low. So my point here is don't you think they were saying back in 2007, they were saying the exact same things that they say right now. Just completely dismissing the yield curve. Oh, it's dead. It doesn't matter anymore. 
for you know XYZ reason. And they're, oh, look at GDP. Look at the unemployment rate. Tight labor market. <laughs> look at oil. Price of oil go, back then is even going up. And yet the yield curve is completely undefeated. Isn't that amazing that you've got this macro indicator that is completely undefeated, but yet most of the quote unquote experts completely ignore it. They don't even like talking about it. It's just, it's unbelievable. And then what happens after 14 months? Well, you guys know that it goes down, goes up a little bit. And once we get to the 26 month mark, wow. So that would be another 18 months that we would have assuming this plays out the same. And of course it won't play out the exact same, but the stock market could go up another 18 months or not go up, excuse me, but not just absolutely crash for another 18 months. So what I do with my own personal investing is if I'm looking at the highest probable outcome, I just split the difference. I mean, I don't try to get too cute here. I don't try to overanalyze it. I just say, okay, what's the average here? And the average is just call it 18 months. So if I'm you know, setting up my portfolio, I'm just going to assume that the highest probable outcome is that the market uh, crashes in the average of all the preceding inversions, which to me looks like you know, right around 16, 18 months. So that means that we've got another 18, uh, another eight months. Now, does that mean that you're wrong? Does that mean that you should be risk on? Does that mean that you should be levering up your portfolio and, and buying the Kathy Wood fund, you know, with, with, uh, with triple leverage? <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that, go nuts. But I think if your number one priority is capital preservation, that now your greatest asset, like we said the other day, it's just patience. And let's, uh, Josh, who, see, I think you, yeah, here's the Twitter. So let's go to this person's account because I want to give them credit for these awesome charts. So they're at Don Miami 3. At Don Miami 3. They say they're an internet enigma. Wow. Not sure what that is. Chief economist at Macro, Macro Edge R-E-S. Macro edgers, maybe. Macro edgers. Is that? I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I think the anyway. person who we got the charts from is right down there. I'm sorry? The guy who we got the charts from, I think, was the at uh, Chin Wei. Oh, Chin. this is the guy he got the charts from. Oh, so he was just I, retweeting I the charts. So. Okay, so it's either, well, I'll let you guys figure it out. It's either Don Miami 3 or at Cheng We Chin 1. You guys can see it right there. I want to give them full credit. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.